From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is Battleground Ballot Box. I'm Stephen Fowler. The Georgia Guidestones have been a roadside oddity for more than four decades in Elberton, northeast of Athens. The set of monuments, close to 20 feet tall, has been a testament to the region's granite industry and a vector for conspiracies. The new world order is here, and they told us it was coming. Certain people didn't like what was written on them, and, and that's understandable, but you didn't have to come here and look at them. You didn't have to read about them. It seems like lately there was an acceleration of those negative comments. And now they are no more. Someone planted an explosive device at the base of America's Stonehenge and hastened its demise. A community built on generations of granite is left to pick up the pieces, literally and metaphorically, after extremism and conspiracies rocked the small town. You know, you can't, all the dynamite in the world can't change a man's heart. Only logic, reason, compassion, and demonstrated love can do that. This week, we look at the aftermath of the bombing of the Georgia Guidestones. Most Wednesdays, you can find Elberton Mayor Daniel Graves getting breakfast at the Macintosh Coffee Shop, a popular restaurant just off the square. I go in there and somebody, which happens quite frequently, somebody says, well, what do you think about them Guidestones? And it's usually some new Facebook post or some new YouTube video or some other quirky little thing. And uh, my typical response is, oh, man, you know, because once again, this is, you know, it's definitely part of our identity, but, you know, it's also not something we think about every single day. You know, it's seven miles outside of the city limits and you just don't get that way very often but i, I said what i usually say and i i, I said uh, i think they're great uh sure i'm proud to have them but on the morning of july 6th things were different graves who's also the president and ceo of elberton federal savings and loan association heard his phone ringing off the hook something happened to the guidestones In the early hours of the morning, surveillance video showed an individual run up, place something at the base of one of the slabs, and speed off after an explosion. Graves said at first he was angry, then heartbroken, then frustrated. It was the day our quirky little roadside oddity uh, stopped being our innocent, joyful uh, tourist attraction uh, that highlighted our industry and spoke so well of our community and turned into something dark and sinister. And what was dark and sinister was not written on those stones. Those are just goofy ramblings of some crazy person. The dark and sinister thing is when you put actual explosives to a physical object without regard for the safety of those around, without regard for the will of the community that we, God-fearing typical Northeast Georgia good folks uh, chose to allow in our community and somebody came in and, and uh, decided to take that from us. Constructed in 1979 on Elbert County's highest point, the Georgia Guidestones have long represented both the best and worst of humanity, depending on the eye of the beholder. On one hand, it's been a conspiracy magnet, thanks in parts to the words that a mystery man with a pseudonym R.C. Christian paid to have sandblasted on the 19-foot-tall slabs. 
They included, quote, guidestones to an age of reason and included messages written in languages like Sanskrit and hieroglyphics coupled with English, Arabic, Hebrew, and Hindi. They include generic lofty maxims like avoid petty laws and useless officials and be not a cancer on earth, leave room for nature, leave room for nature. But others, like a call to maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature and to, quote, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity, attracted plenty of raised eyebrows and conspiracies. From the day they were dedicated, some people claimed the stones were satanic in nature, or they were evidence of a so-called New World Order, and various other far-fetched claims. Here's infamous InfoWars host and disinformation purveyor Alex Jones live at the site a few years ago. We're here at the birthplace of the modern depopulation movement, spearheaded by Ted Turner, and then of course Bill Gates. We're here a few hours outside Atlanta, Georgia to the north, at a place where Ted Turner's great-grandmother was from. And they built this monument calling for forced depopulation of the planet and one world government. And they've had their fair share of disruptions, too. My father uh, sandblasted all of the lettering into the Godstones. And for the last 25 years... I've maintained the guidestones anytime somebody came up, but, you know, graffiti or um, did any kind of damage to them, I've gone up there and taken care of it. That's Mark Clamp, owner of Clamp Sandblasting. Over the last 25 years, there's been numerous occasions that people have come over and spray painted it. They've put various things. Uh, they've put the NWO, the New World Order. They've, they've sprayed that on it a bunch of times, and then they put the little pentagrams on there. They've uh, mostly used paint. This last time that it was vandalized, they used a two-part epoxy. And uh, the two-part epoxy dried a very dark brown and it stained the side of the monument. So that took me about three weeks of constantly going up there every day to get all that off. Other times people have gone up there. We had a gentleman who pried a piece of stone out of it and actually took it with him. Uh, he brought it back later and said he was done worshiping it. And of course he was arrested on the spot. Another time, a gentleman, that same piece that this other guy had removed from it, he cut a piece of stone and sandblasted some lettering into it and then put it back in its spot uh, where the other piece had been taken from. That guy was from Florida. He had sandblasted his wedding date on it or something and he, he just put it back up there. And, of course, I had to go up the ladder and remove that and make sure that the structure was sound. And that's mainly what I've done for the last 25 years is just kept the memorial clean and uh, free of any other, other type of damage or vandalism. But petty painting pales in comparison to explosive devices. So what changed? Clamp says a recent trend of removing monuments, both sanctioned and unsanctioned, plus comments from failed politicians, set the stage for something like this to happen. We had a uh, person running for governor in the state of Georgia who said in her top 20 list, I think, was to tear down the Georgia Guidestones. So when you have an already charged atmosphere of people tearing down statues, and then you have somebody who's a politician who runs for a public office claiming that she's going to tear them down, 
uh, it sets the mood for, for the crazies to come out and do their thing. You know, it's just, I don't understand and I've never understood why anybody would vandalize or tear down a statue just because you don't believe in it or just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean you have the right to tear it down or, or in this case, blow it up. Now, Candace Taylor has denied involvement in the bombing of the Guidestones, and there's nothing linking her to the crime, but the timing of her campaign message and the destruction of the stones did raise some eyebrows. For her part, the far-right educator has falsely claimed that God destroyed the Guidestones via lightning, despite video evidence to the contrary. But Daniel Graves, the Elberton mayor, says that doesn't square with his town's view of things. What, what irritates us is the conspiracy theories that have pushed this so so hard are trying to do it in the name of righteousness. Well, I want to make it categorically clear that in our community, that's not our view of righteousness. Our, our view of righteousness is not a almighty God that needs zealots to do his dirty work in destruction. And uh, that's hatred. You know, you can't, all the dynamite in the world can't change a man's heart. Only logic, reason, compassion, and demonstrated love can do that. The conspiracy side of the Guidestones have always been there, but now... Now it stands for a stark reminder of what happens when people truly stop thinking for themselves and start respecting the wisdom that led us to this point in civil society. And the conspiracy theory leaps from the YouTube video into physical violence and uh, that is a terrible horrid wretched thing and so uh, that day will always be to me a loss of innocence coming up this this was a part of their family it was honestly a part of their family legacy um, because it just showed how much work and craftsmanship that the granite industry and those in the granite industry and their descendants um, put into it and just how much it means to those people in our community. More on the impact of the bombing of the Georgia Guidestones after this short break. Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an oxy or a perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info. You're listening to Battleground Ballot Box. I'm Stephen Fowler, and we're discussing how the community of Elberton is responding after someone blew up one of its iconic tourist attractions, the Georgia Guidestones. Earlier in this podcast, I mentioned how the Guidestones represent the best and worst of humanity. Bombings and conspiracy theories being the worst, we now turn to the best. To say granite is important to the city of Elberton is to be guilty of one of the biggest understatements you could imagine. Two-thirds of the monuments in the country are produced in Elbert County, about two hours east of Atlanta. Chances are, any cemetery you visited is littered with Elberton granite. Here's Mayor Daniel Graves again. We at the city have been the beneficiary of decades and decades of visionary men and women who have carved their own little place out of this uh, part of the state. And, you know, the granite is actually just a uh, perfectly symbolic uh, industry for, for what we've done with this community. But, you know, the visionary men and women that 
saw the stone and said, this is not wasteland. This is uh, actually something of value. And they took that and they turned it into an entire industry that is without a doubt our, our primary industry. When I interviewed the mayor about a week after the Guidestones fell, his office was insulated from the summer Georgia heat, but not from the rumbling of trucks hauling granite to and from local quarries. He's worried about the loss of a notable tourist attraction that brought diners to their restaurants, shoppers to their stores, and put Elberton on the map. So, I mean, obviously there's going to be an impact. You know, we, uh, we have a hotel. Our number one selling t-shirt at the hotel is that we sell is the Guidestone. And that was before all of this, you know, we're sold out now, but we all, you know, that people would stay at the hotel and they say, well, what's there to do? And so it's going to have an impact and the impact, you know, we're going to feel it financially. We're going to, we, you know, we're going to feel that. Rose Scoggins is an Elbert County native and editor of the Elberton Star, the local newspaper that created a special section memorializing the Guidestones impact in the community. I really don't think that we know or realize just how many people come every year. Um, you know, every time you drove by there, there was always cars out there. So you kind of can tell from that. But I do think that we will slowly start to see just how big of an impact they had um, because it will affect our tourism. You know, it'll affect our our hotel motel tax that the governing bodies use to help fund different things. Um, and so I think we will unfortunately see that decline. And, and that was a concern when, you know, it was mentioned about ever dismantling them or, or demolishing them in the first place was that, well, what are you, what are you going to do about the tourism impact that that would have on this county? Um, because there will be one. And so I think only time will tell just how big of an impact there will be. Despite growing up in the county, the first time the 23-year-old visited them was to take photos of the crumbled structure and the law enforcement investigation. And then I got a text from uh, someone that said there had been an explosion out at the Guidestones and one of the towers was in, in rubble. And I was like, no, there's, there's no way. And so I finished getting ready, I jumped in my car and I rode out there and I was like, oh my gosh, there's a stone um, that's down. And so I pulled over and uh, went and talked to our uh, emergency management director. And I stayed out there on the scene for about three hours, just watching everybody respond and um, got to see what they do and um, took pictures, of course, and, and let the public know via social media what was going on. And uh, it was just like, wow, somebody had actually come out here and done this. and. Um, it, of course, it made you sad as, as someone from Elbert County made you angry that somebody had come in here and, and done something like this. Um, and it was just a shocker, really. What isn't a shocker is that people in the community held different opinions of the stones. I think that really the, the Guidestones are such a testament to what the granite industry did and what the granite industry can do. Um, because, you know, people say... We're, we're the granite capital of the world, but also, you know, nobody really thinks about what that means. They weren't some spooky satanic message or a preview of a new world order, but rather a very visible monument to generations of granite work that literally put Elberton on the map for so many people. 
this was a part of their family. It was honestly a part of their family legacy um, because it just showed how much work and craftsmanship that the granite industry and those in the granite industry and their descendants put into it and just how much it means to those people in our community. People like Mart Clamp. It was more of the skill that it took to build something like that than what it actually said. I don't think anybody looked at it from here anyway and and had a 100% belief in what it said. It was more or less, you know, the only reason those could be built was because a town like Elberton existed. Um, we had the, the the labor to do it. We had the skilled labor to do it. Um, and we had the resources to make these huge monolithic stones out of. Um, as far as what it said on it, that was just the man who paid for it. That was his opinion. Um, and, and this town makes monuments every day with people's opinion on it. Um, and it's shipped out every day. Uh, doesn't believe, mean that we believe in it, just, you know, we have the skill to, to put it in there. His father was the one that sandblasted all the letters in foreign languages into the nearly quarter million pounds of stone. It's a fond memory from his childhood. Well, I remember those huge slabs, the upright columns, uh, they had those laid down in the shop. Uh, the shop was next to Pyramid Quarries. Uh, of course, Pyramid Quarries is still in operation. It's just different owners. Um, and they laid those flat, and my dad put the stencil on there. And, of course, <clears throat> the part that I got to help out a little bit with is when I was – you have to pound that stencil down onto the rock with a rubber mallet to make it stick. And, uh, you know, of course, I was about 10 years old at the time, so I didn't – I wasn't much help. But um, I got to do that a little bit and help him – Put that down and i just remember you know of course now being a sandblastman and owning my own sandblast company um i get a, a way more of a sense of how difficult that job was when you're sandblasting that many letters in rough stone that takes a lot of skill to do that granite made elberton what it is today and the guide stones couldn't be made anywhere else but the town and the people are more than just one monument and the close-knit community is ready to rebuild them. So what comes next for Elverton? Mayor Daniel Graves. Well, you know, you you pick up the pieces and you, you, you know, you, you clean up the mess and, uh, you know, you, you, you just start, you just keep, just keep breathing, just keep moving, just keep building. Mart Clamp. We're a large family. Uh, everybody helps each other out. Uh, even competitive companies uh, help each other. Um, we're we're unique. There aren't many granite centers in the United States or for in the world, for that matter. And for us to uh, allow uh, this to crush us is just that that hasn't even entered our minds. Um, we're not going to let something like this get us down. We're not going to uh, let it stop uh, the flow of things around here. We're just getting geared up and excited about rebuilding them. Um, it's going to happen. Uh, it may take us six months to a year uh, to do it, but we are going to do it. Um, it just brings us together. Any type of tragedy, large-scale tragedy, if you're an American, 
it brings you together. Uh, we are a very unique community. Uh, there, most of the people that live in this community work in the granite industry, and uh, we want to uh, we want to put them back up, and we want to uh, show the world what we're capable of. And for Clamp, whose relationship with the Guidestones is literally in his blood, he wants to see a new version of the Guidestones put up, messages and all. I really do. Um, I just hate to see uh, whether you agree with what's written on it or not. And, and I couldn't sit here right now and quote everything that was on the Georgia Guidestones, but I think it needs to be put back the way it was. And if somebody wants what they believe in, put on granite, then they can come to one of the 150 to 200 manufacturers here in Elberton, Georgia, and they can pay one of those manufacturers to build them something uh, bigger and better, and they can put whatever they want to on it. But I think the Georgia Guidestones needs to be rebuilt. It needs to have exactly what it said on it. And if we build another structure next to it, so be it. I'm all for building granite structures. I'm all for giving something for the rest of the world to come to Elberton, Georgia and see. For now, law enforcement, including the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, is still searching for those who planted the explosive device. Prosecutors have suggested it comes with a steep sentence of at least 20 years in prison since the stones were owned and maintained by the county and considered a public building. But Elberton's community will continue on. Battleground Ballot Box from Georgia Public Broadcasting is produced by me, Stephen Fowler. Our editor is Josephine Bennett. Our engineer is Jay Cook and Jesse Neiswanger wrote our theme music. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks for listening.